It's the weekend, so relax and listen to some stories the whole family can enjoy. That's right, it's the Saturday Story Circle, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Chapter 18 Joshua Kane was not a patient man. From deep within his black leather chair he glared across the room at the clock on the mantel, as if daring it to continue to defy him. His stubby figures drummed on the cool mahogany surface of his desk. He breathed deeply and tried to relax. It wasn't his fault if he was impatient by nature. So few people ever dared to keep him waiting. After all, his clients might be the most powerful criminals in the city, but they only darkened Kane's door when they had desperate need of his services and nowhere else to turn. At last the door to his study opened and his manservant stepped into the room, his nose still heavily bandaged from his first contact with Kane's new client. If the man bore any ill will, or indeed felt anything at all, his face did not show it. He nodded wordlessly to Kane, as if to indicate that a long-awaited event had come to pass at last. "'Show him in,' Kane said, smoothing his hair with his hand and doing his best to appear unperturbed. A moment later the door opened wider and Ajay Shah breezed in with an inky smile on his face. He looked tall and elegant in a dark day suit, and he fidgeted slightly with his cuffs, like a man who had made a careful study of the rich and indolent. He nodded to Kane with a smile. "'Sorry to keep you waiting, old man. I was dining with Madame Dubriel and her charming daughters.' Shaw stepped to the window and gazed out onto the garden like a man without a care in the world. "'Dubriel, the widow of the brewery magnate,' Kane said, his brows furrowed. "'You know, I do believe they mentioned something of that,' Shaw sighed. "'Every two minutes. Why do those in your country who have stumbled into great wealth insist on pointing it out?' I couldn't say, Kane smiled. I'm an honest businessman. The two men held one another's eyes for a moment, then each smiled. Kane offered Shaw a cigar from the box on the desk. Shaw demurred, producing a beautiful cigarette case from his jacket. That's quite a handsome item, Kane nodded. It is, Shaw smiled, lighting a cigarette. It was a gift from Richard Granville. He is convinced that our fathers were acquainted, which suggests that he knows even less about his father than I do mine. I know his father made millions in the stock market, Kane sneered, and converted those millions to long-term bearers' bonds shortly before the crash. Shaw's expression was hawk-like and inscrutable, but his eyes danced with amusement. I intend to help myself to them this very night. The smoke that wreathed Shaw's head cast fantastically shaped shadows around the ceiling. Kane forced himself not to look at them. Be careful, Shaw, Kane warned. The papers are still frantic over what happened to young Martin Davies. Yes, that appeared to be an accident, but if you move too quickly, people will put two and two together. What people? Ajay Shah smiled, his words hanging like ice. Like Wallace Blake, for one, Kane said gravely. I can control Blake, but you mustn't wind him up too tightly. Wallace Blake is of no further concern to us, Ajay Shah said, gazing out the window into the deepening evening sky. What do you mean, Kane stood? What did you do, Shaw? A most regrettable turn of events, Shaw smiled. Sometime before dawn, Wallace Blake will be found to have hung himself. A suicide. Damn it, Shaw, if there are witnesses that can tie you to this, I was far from there. Shaw smiled serenely. 
And how do you know? Kane was cut off by a hiss from his guest, a sudden sharp sound from between Shah's teeth that sent a chill down Kane's spine and told him that he really didn't want an answer to his question. Kane changed the subject. Perhaps there was another way to calm his new client's ambition. He opened a large drawer in his desk and produced a handsome leather satchel. He set it down gently on the desktop and waited until he was certain that he had his guest's attention. He opened it to reveal stacks of bills, all sorted neatly and in large denominations. Enough to let Ajay Shah stop pretending to be a man of privilege and luxury, and truly become one, if that was his ambition. Shaw raised an eyebrow and sauntered over. The rest of the proceeds from poor Martin Davies, Shaw smiled. Kane nodded. It took my contacts a while to move that much gold, but they got it done. It's quite an impressive pile, is it not? Minus your commission, of course. Shaw locked eyes with Kane. Kane never blinked. Of course, he said. Shaw ran his finger lightly over the stacks of bills as if they were of little interest to him. You know, Joshua, you are in every way worthy of your reputation. Your instincts have been correct at every turn. Kane said nothing and waited for the other shoe to drop. Thanks to you I have insinuated myself seamlessly into your city's high society, Shaw continued, rolling the ash of his cigarette calmly into the ashtray on Kane's desk. I walk among your petty princes as a celebrated curiosity, and help myself to their treasures, their secrets, their minds. And for the heavy lifting I have an efficient, if uninspired, little gang of my very own. Kane did nothing more than elevate his left eyebrow. Shaw smiled. At times he really did admire this insect. Nonetheless, I find myself wondering if you haven't outlived your usefulness, he said with a cold smile. Is that right, Kane said, lowering himself into his chair with something like a sigh. Shaw let his smile speak for him. "'My clients include many of the most ruthless criminals in the country,' Kane said, his fingertips pressed together lightly. "'I haven't lived this long in their company by trying to force them to maintain a relationship they were no longer comfortable with, even if we did have a deal. "'If you wish to go your own way, Mr. Shaw, you do so with my blessing and best wishes.' Shaw tried very hard to hide his surprise and almost succeeded. Kane smiled. You should know, of course, that fencing and laundering the proceeds of crime isn't nearly as simple as I make it appear. That uninspired little gang of yours certainly won't have much luck, and you risk your position by involving yourself directly, to say nothing of your freedom. Kane smiled. He liked this little man more and more. I do take a commission, Kane continued, and it is not a modest one. But as a neophyte, it is unlikely you would get as much as twenty cents on the dollar. I average eighty. You also do gain the benefit of my connections, no small service in itself. Shaw was intrigued, but he turned away casually to keep from showing it. How do you mean? Kane sat back in his chair and drew on his cigar. Well, our current relationship stands, your interests are my interests. And when I hear that a certain mildly notorious confidence man named Miles Grant is showing a little too much discreet interest in the proceeds of the Empire Bank job... What? Shaw's pretense of disinterest was lost in an instant. Kane continued, and when this same Grant starts asking questions on the sly about a certain mysterious newcomer named Ajay Shah, Shaw hissed again, and Kane could not escape the notion that the shadows had bloomed around him for an instant. Shaw turned again to face Kane, something akin to exhilaration in his eyes. This man Grant, describe him, he ordered. Kane was unmoved, but curious. 
Five eight, five nine, perhaps forty-five, stocky with a Van Dyke beard. The intensity of his guest's gaze faded into sullen disappointment, and Shaw turned away and paced back to the window, the light returning to the room as he did so. "'You need not worry about Miles Grant,' Kane said calmly. "'He's a petty confidence man, likely out to put the touch on you. "'Were my connections less complete, "'I would likely have never learned of both of his inquiries. "'Few would have. "'But it is more coincidence than I allow where my business is concerned.' Kane paused. "'This is still my business, is it not, Mr. Shaw?' Shaw turned and smiled. "'My dear Joshua, do you really have to ask?' Excellent. Let us speak no more of this. I would like to speak to this Miles Grant before you kill him, Shaw nodded. Kane frowned. I don't want you anywhere near Grant, alive or dead. You must allow me to keep you safe, Ajay. This is what I do. Shaw thought for a moment and gave his assent with a wave of his hand. He turned and made for the door. I will send a boy around tonight with the Granville bonds. Kane called after him as he walked away. Too soon, Shaw, too soon! There are forces in this town that are beyond your control, and you are going out of your way to provoke them. Ajay Shah opened the door and breezed past Kane's injured manservant. He gave Kane no sign that his warning had been heard at all, but the servant could just hear him say, Precisely as I intend, Kane. Precisely as I intend. Classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre. And the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night!